Emily is chewing ice and muting her microphone. I'm sorry. <laughs> I have, I've got anemia. I've got pica. It could be worse. I could be eating sofa stuffing right now or like. That would be quieter. Between the present and the past, memories held in the walls and earth, energies and entities that cross the barrier into our dreams and our consciousness. That which has been left behind between the living and the dead. I'm Emily. And I'm Joy. And this is Is The the Residuals. Residuals. By the way, I, well, no, I'll tell you this when we're recording. Okay. I mean, technically we're recording. Oh, are we? Yeah. I said two minutes and 48 (laughs) seconds ago, I'm going to start recording so I don't miss anything because ADD, Emily. (laughs) And there's a little red dot in the upper left corner. I'm so sorry. I didn't, I'm sorry. Avoid legal snags. Tell the, I'd usually do that so she hears me say. Well, if one party, one side of the party knows it's recording, technically it's legal. Right. Yeah. There you go. Legal. All right. Unless you're in California, then it's illegal. Both parties have to know. Uh, oh. Sorry. But only half of us are in California. Yeah, yeah. I don't give a fuck. Two thirds. Math. Yeah. Um. Anyway, put your phone away. Okay. Done. All right. Now it's sorry. Real. I've had way too much Diet Coke tonight, can you tell? And I ate two molten chocolate Ugh. cakes by myself, covered in powdered sugar. You can hear another voice. There we is. There are three guest. of us here today. We have a guest today. My name's Emily. What's your name? My name's Joy. And this is... The Residuals. Residuals. We have a guest today, special guest. I call him Melvin because we go way back. Um... <laughs> to the 90s, like Delia catalog days. Um, But his real name is Chris. Um, And I just, dude, I don't know. I've got to send you this video. Uh, So Kat, my best mate from uni, who we've had on the show, she and I knew Melvin, Chris, back then. And you used to work at a convenience store, and she recently sent me video of me dry humping the ice cream (laughs) freezer oh. at the front counter it didn't not, seem out of line in that video not at all it seemed like you were very familiar with that refrigeration unit of course we were well acquainted <laughs> my friend. never mind the ice cream inside no listen you don't want to touch that um gotta warm your ice cream up a little before look, you listen gotta temper it <laughs> with my vagine Basically, Chris and I go way, 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 way back to what, like 96, 97? Somewhere around there, yeah, definitely. Which makes us 25. Um, I like it. Right? Yeah, Yeah? that sounds good. I just had a birthday. I'm down with that. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Chris uh, was there. I've talked in the past about this on one of our other episodes but we're going to be revisiting it today so today we're going to talk about the apartment i lived in where i lived alone technically but not necessarily i don't i don't like to say where we lived at the time because 
She's a little more private than I'm I am. A, I just sort of am like, here's my I social would. security number. I mean, you can't really fuck up my credit anymore <laughs> than it already is. So I uh, in shit. I think it was 2000. I moved into my first apartment by myself. It was Excuse in an me. old what? Was this single white apparition? No, that was no. my dorm room. Okay. So this is the one that um, this is the one that it was my last year of uni. It was uh, I moved in by myself. Uh, around the holidays you know there were three things that happened when you went to our school you either got kicked out you dropped out or you transferred or if you were really lucky you managed to graduate (laughs) whether it's that's four four years or ten well yeah it took me five and a half uh but that's not counting three full sessions of summer school (sighs) i what can i say i just you loved I, you loved I liked the experience. You really loved academia. Yes. I understand. wanted to learn all the things. Um, so I the had experience. been, yeah, exactly, and dry humping ice cream coolers. So, I spent three and a half years in college. That's because you're smart. <laughs> I know that's just because didn't I'm you also like start early because you graduated high? School? No, I I could have skipped. I didn't. I started I, my first semester. I was seventeen because my birthday is late in the year. So I just finished the semester early. It's crazy because we've realized, like, Chris, if you'd see, like, pictures of us or, like, anything, you'd be like, oh, no, that's, like, they would have been, that they're each other's people. Do they you know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's definitely, she would have been with me and Kat. Totally. Home haircuts on PBR. Yep. All that shit, sharing our, like, <laughs> like mm-hmm. cargo pants. So, but th- the big difference would have been, that she would have actually been going to class and yeah. doing her homework. <laughs> oh, hang on, hey, my nerd glasses out. I love school. Whereas I was taking half-gallon jugs of milk, emptying them out and cleaning them so we could go to mug night, so we could get that shit filled. And then they would go get those things filled with, I mean, with like Killian's or something that was like disgusting after 10 I minutes. I forgot about Killian's! I, ju- I just had a moment. Oh, everybody was like, oh, did you just have like a, a visceral reaction to that one yeah there was this boy that i liked who was younger than me and i could buy beer so i'd go to work and be like there's some killians in my fridge if you're not doing anything later (laughs) good god almighty so going back so yeah so i would leave the house a lot on the weekends and when i was gone i would unplug my tv and the lights, because where we lived was in, on the coast, on the east coast, and we would get electrical storms during the summertime because it was humid, and that's what happens. And so I was always afraid because it was not a house; it was going to catch on fire somehow and burn down. And they would say to me, "Why didn't you come to the door this weekend? We saw the light flickering behind your curtain, the TV on, and I hadn't been home." Or they'd yep. say, well, we saw your shadow standing in the kitchen window because it was a big window, picture window over the sink looking out into the garden and they'd see my silhouette, but I wasn't no. actually home. Right, no. so no big deal. So how it started was uh, when I moved in, I kept smelling burning. And Rosa's uh, kitchen was on the other side of where my living room was. So I hadn't met her yet. I just thought she was a terrible cook. Like, I just thought she kept burning everything. <laughs> And so finally one night we met, we're sitting outside having a a drink. And I mentioned this to her. She's like, I thought it was you. I've been smelling it. It hasn't been me. 
<laughs> so we start all hanging out, becoming friends, and they're seeing this weird shit in my apartment when I'm gone. And then she tells me that she's having dreams uh, and she's waking up in the middle of like these vivid dreams because the way our apartments were connected, the hallway down outside her bedroom went straight to a cupboard, like a big walk-in cupboard. That yep. big walk-in cupboard had actually been a big doorway through to my side of the house, right? Mm. She was waking up and seeing a young girl in a long white nightdress walking from my apartment down her hallway. And so, Chris, I know that because you, you dated Rosa for a bit. Did you ever see anything like that when you were in her Ab- place? Absolutely, because you had to walk. We uh, had to walk because you, when you went in, there was the living room. And then you had to walk through the hallway to get to that little makeshift bedroom that they made in the back corner. And, of course, you had to walk down the hallway to get into the little makeshift bathroom. Um, so anytime you like there were several times like I was walking into a room or walking just down through there and you look off to your right. And you would see somebody because it was like a shower curtain that was clo- that was just kind of pulled shut there, and you would see somebody like standing there, and then you would look straight at it and see it, and then like you'd I'd, I'd say, "What's going on? What's this all about?" And, and she would say, "Are you seeing it too?" And I'm mm-hmm. absolutely. And then you would look straight at it and see it, and then you would go and walk open it, and it's dark. I mean, but you're seeing a silhouette there. And you would turn the light on, and you would still kind of see an outline. And then when you open it, there's nothing in there. It's like a, it was like a cupboard. Oh my god! And it was, and she, that's where she kept her uh, her cat litter. So I always accuse. And then you would hear noises from there too. And I always accuse her like, your cat's got to be in there. But then you look, and cat was at the foot of the bed. So I will say that my cat litter box was in there too, on on my side. So it could have been Ollie, my cat, but I doubt well, it because he, he liked also to. Had the thing in... Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to... No, no, no. Carry on. No, there was one time, because, I mean, she was like, did you, like, pee on my coffee table or something? And I was like, no. I was like, what are you talking about? And she and freaking out at me. And I was like, no, what? I had no, did nothing like that. And then a couple more times, some, like, she would leave water or beer and then wake up the next morning. And it was her entire coffee table was wet. Whoa. And, like, there was, like, we had left. I remember it was one time we went over, we watched a movie late night. And we left a couple of beers on the cat. Like there was a couple empty ones on the on the floor, but there was a couple on the uh, the table there. And we got up the next morning, and they were wet, and but the beers were empty, and they were standing upright. Oh, weird! So it definitely wasn't like that. the cat knocking it over or anything. Uh, no, no, no. It was they were God. standing upright, and it, but it was and it wasn't. Wa- the thing is, it wasn't beer. It was usually water. Yeah. Because I was freaked out when I was like, "No, why would I pee in your coffee table?" You know? I like, <laughs> like that. That's that was- weird. It was the that's point. The I love that that was, that was the legit question. Yeah. That's the first yeah, that's the place first that place. she went to is, did you piss on my coffee you table? See, it wasn't, you, did you, you spill something? Me. You can tell Like, me. who have you hung out with before? <laughs> <laughs> Lowered <laughs> expectations. And then you suddenly realize you're the best boyfriend ever. Right. So far. <laughs> you haven't peed on her coffee table and she just expects <laughs> no, but that was the biggest thing, though, with that that weird um, that pantry it was. And I know that because we went looking as I remember when we went and talked to you about it and we were all like, oh, this is backed up to my bedroom was when you went into that little makeshift bathroom because it was super tiny. Um, you really couldn't pull, pull the door shut all the way yeah. unless you were like you went you went in there, actually stood up against the wall, pulled the closed the door behind you. And then you could actually turn around and sit down or do whatever you needed to do. And you all, like, and there's a mirror right there. So where you can, if you look there over your shoulder, you're kind of staring at yourself. Mm-hmm. You always, almost, 
I'd say half the time you saw like someone standing behind you. Jesus like there's Christ. many yeah. occasions that you were just like, oh. So yeah, no. I mean that 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 whole house was weird because you always heard we always heard that person because that's why we found out the dude was a grad student because we always heard him walking around upstairs and then when we finally met the dude he's like I've been away he, he was doing something with archaeology or something but he would be away for like a week at a time and you would and still hear would, footsteps yeah. Uh, Rosa, oh, Rosa was always talking about that because that was one thing that she was always freaked out about that she was dying to get out of that place because she moved to another place like similar setup but like two streets but over not haunted yeah definitely that place was co- <laughs> that place was cool because <laughs> the thing but is, she- is that with mine and this is strange that you're saying because everything really happened so the I mean everything happened all over the place mine started to smell really strongly in the because I had a weird bedroom that looked like it was just kind of tacked on the house was odd because my living room had a low ceiling, like I could reach up and touch it, and I'm only like five six. Then it had this middle kind of atrium room with like fifteen fucking like really high ceilings, and then my bedroom was like an addition that was horrible. It was like awful seventies wood paneling, and again low panel ceilings. My bedroom started smelling of cold cream, like overwhelming cold cream, and I only knew it was that because I was a a failed theater major and knew that smell from taking makeup oh, off off the shows. Right. So I was smelling that a lot. And then uh, jam band boyfriend was an artist and he painted with oils and there were paintings of his that were in my apartment that he'd been doing. And, you know, oils take a while to cure, but it's not like, like they are runny or anything. It's just the, whatever the, the paint it dries takes a while and suddenly it started yeah exactly yeah so one one day after school after class I come home during summer session and I walked in the door and something immediately felt really bad in it the energy in that apartment was fucked up and I go in and I went to the back to use the bathroom, which was right next to, I think, where Rose's was, because it was a tiny odd one right there next to that awful closet. Yep. And his paintings were right there on the wall. And I looked at them as I walked by and they were dripping like they were weeping some kind of weird substance. And something happened and it was so scary. Just that automatic feeling of I need to get out of here. Something is bad. Bad is going to happen. I got out crying hysterically got rosa rosa called chris immediately who came over and i refused to go back in my apartment so he went in he got my stuff he got my harry potter books that i was reading he got my toothbrush and my clothes and i stayed at his house for like what a week and a half two weeks yeah it was something like that yeah yeah but i I remember i remember telling you because we were uh, when uh was gathering your stuff and there was that weird because you walked into that that doorway and then there was the stairway up. Uh, it always smelled like charcoal. That's what and I'm saying. The, it was that burning yeah. smell. And then the second you would open the door and like walk into Rose's place, it would it, it would kind of dissipate. But it was strange. Like you just you could just I don't know. As I said, you could just feel like if, I don't know if you, anybody's like a little bit of an empath or anything. You can just tell. And it was not just from like something's behind me. You would be like, there's something in the corner right there, and mm-hmm. it was you wouldn't see it. You could just tell. And and uh, Rose's cat was super like playful, but there were times when he would just stand there, and you would just see like he would not like 
do the whole like witchcraft and uh, Halloween cat pose where it's like all up on its haunches. But you would see his hair stand up and he would just yeah. stare at a certain point. And it was that point that's like you got. And we would both, I remember sitting there watching movies or something, just chilling, and they'd just be like, I got to, you know, you just, hey, my, my, uh, I got goosebumps, I'm all my hair standing up. And you would just, we would both point like to the same spot. And then the uh. cat would be. And within a few minutes, the cat. But usually, it was that hallway that led to what was that backed up to your apartment. It was awful. So this woman just went back and forth in between. It was a young down girl. That hallway. Yeah. 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 So what happened was, is at this point, Rosa and I. I mean, this was before you could really Google stuff. Like the only thing we used the internet for was Napster and illegally downloading viruses and like <laughs> key three connection. Yeah, really, really awful shit. So we went to the library and we went through the microfiche and we found that we had this god-awful fraternity who lived in an old, big old mansion house behind our garden. And we found that way back in the day, the the town where our college was was really big on the um, evangelical um, revival circuit. And so they would have these big fucking revivals back then. And one of the main revival dudes lived at this mansion place. And we did our homework and we found that when looking up our address, there had been a big fire. And we couldn't pinpoint if it was our house, but we were pretty sure that it was where our house had been, which then explained the constant smell of burning wood. Um, And so that was the only thing we could attribute it to, that it was... The thing is, though, is that, the, and Chris, this is one of the things we talk about on on here a lot. There, there's a few different kinds of, I guess, what you would call hauntings. There's the residual haunting where it's a memory playing in a loop, which is maybe what that burning smell could be. And also why I kept seeing the girl doing the same, walking the same path, the same path, because it's just that's that's held on that property. But then you have this other thing that's more of an intellectual interacting with you thing which is there's a shadow person standing in my kitchen window it's interfering my television would turn itself on and off um this was back before we really used cell phones so i would have my cordless telephone and you would get crazy interference crackles and then it was fine and it was that electrical interference and you guys had it too um with knowing something was there but you had it sounds like physical shit happening with water you know with the with the coffee tables did you guys experience anything else there? Because the thing is, is that I talked about Adam Beebe, who has his own podcast now. And we've talked in the past because he moved into my apartment after I left and he had no yep. experiences. None. Yeah, we actually, me and I, if I'm not mistaken, we had actually talked about that because I want to say I asked him because uh, after he moved into that spot and he had been there a while because I used to go to CD Alley all the time and we would BS. And I asked him because there was, because Rosa would have, she had more experiences than I, I did. I mean, I was only over there a handful of times. Um, but she, I know that she would call me and complain, like, hey, I came home from class and, like, uh, my kitchen lights were on, you know, and I know I left them off. Or my mm-hmm. TV was on, you know, and I, you know, I know I turned it off. Or uh, little things, or, like, the, I think there was something one time that either the oven was open, something strange. It was mm-hmm. it, it was little things like cabinet doors and I know that she would call up and be like, this is, this is just weird. Or there was one time that's like, hey, did you, I know you had to go to class early, but uh, was the TV on when you left? And I was like, no. 
she's like, I woke up and it was on and was super loud, you know? Um, and I, but I talked to Adam Beebe about it, like probably a year or two later. And he said, no, he had never, he said he had thought like in that hallway that I was talking about, he had mm-hmm. smelled the, the charcoal, but I think I don't, I can't, not a hundred percent, but I think that was about the only thing that he would even, that he would even corroborate. He told me that he just smelled cat piss because I didn't clean up my cat litter box properly. (laughs) But she's right, because I didn't. (laughs) I'm sorry. It's funny you talk about the microfish thing, because the thing I I emailed you guys about with that weird church. Yes. um, We we actually had to. That's how we... and I tried to actually go back. I, if you guys want some more information, I can try no, to take it No, we haven't up read your letter yet. That's why we oh, wanted okay. to. So before we get on that, I just want to, like, tell a little story. Because Chris and I reconnect. Like, we've, we've stayed in touch kind of on the Book of Faces for a while. But, like, we really, really reconnected a few weeks ago on a long overdue and really awesome phone call. And while we were talking, like... Oh, God, I feel like such a weirdo talking about this shit. Oh, it's okay, because you sounded like when telling Anessa and I, but it was great. Okay, so. (laughs) Okay, I mean, I mean, I I am what I am. So when we were talking, um, I started, and I've never had this happen before. Let me just start off by saying that. And Uh, I had. Y'all, this is so good. (laughs) I had just had. We had so we had stuff happening at my house that started happening after we started recording this podcast, and it started to ramp up a bit after we recorded at a girlfriend's house over the holidays, and her house is haunted, and we had things happen there while we were recording. And what started happening was we got a smart TV, and it would start changing apps on its own, um, lights turning on and off, and the main one was my husband's office has a ceiling fan with the light. And I was out in the living room one night and the door is just next to the sofa and I heard a click and the light and the fan turned on and I turned it off at the wall and there was no way to turn it on unless you physically turned the light on at the wall switch. And so at that point I was like, fuck this noise. So I was given a referral to someone who does uh, remote clearings. And so she was really great. And so essentially I gave her like my address and she was able to tell me exactly what my house looked like, which is crazy um, because she's on the East Coast and I don't know her. This was my first time chatting with her. And when I say exactly like not just stuff that you could see on Google Maps. Do you know what I mean? That was my name. Yeah. Yeah, no, no. I don't worry. I don't worry. And so she helped me set up like kind of a grid thing around my house. So I was this crazy bitch digging furiously in the four corners of my garden, planting crystals. But that's what I've become. I live in L.A. now. So I, I don't know. I didn't think so. I'm like, you know, that kind of seeing stuff remotely or whatever. I'm like, that's nuts. But kudos. Well done to you. So Chris and I are talking and suddenly I'm like, do you have woods around you? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like seeing like kind of a horseshoe, like a big kind of, not a horse, but you know what I mean? Like an arc around the house of trees, big trees, like old trees. And then I'm seeing like a red wood paneled house with like a second little building out this way. And I was like, I mean, is your house red? 
No, it's uh, well, it's brick, but well, most it's white. Okay, but the trees thing, I was like, you got a lot of really old trees. Yep. And then I was like, I think you had Native Americans in your woods, and he was like, because like Chris, like he's. It's not just that house that he felt things in, and like obviously we're going to be talking about this. And we ended up going back and forth. And one of the things I said was, "Is there a there's a really big tree like at the center of this semicircle arc thing?" And he's like, "Yeah." And out of like all I could think was, "There's something under the tree." There's someone yeah. under the tree. There's someone buried under the tree. So now you tell us about that tree. Well, the tree's really weird. It's because like a, it's pretty, actually it's pretty cool. Um, but there is a giant piece of like, when I say giant, it's like uh, three feet across and maybe two feet wide. And it's a big piece of like quartz, like rock. It's uh, definitely crystalline. But you can see where in the the tree itself is several feet around. It's it's big. It's a big oak. But um, you can actually see where it at one point it was in the it was in the dirt, and it's actually come out with the tree as it's grown up because you can see it as it's scraped across the roots that are exposed now. Oh. Wow. Um, and it's huge. And it's weird. You can see where it was in the ground. There's all these like weird little holes, and it almost looks like an like a triangle at some point on top of it, but you can see totally where it was exposed uh, for a, a significant amount of time. And then where the tree pushed it out. So, I mean, and it's oh. big, it's, and, but she described it to a T. That's cra- like, take that motherfuckers. Like, okay. Now I can start actually doing what those angry old white men on Facebook said and Actual. taking people's money for psychic Thanks. <laughs> I thought you meant actually. <laughs> no, but the neighbor and the neighborhood we live in is pretty old. Like most of the houses, it's kind of set up in phases in Greensboro. It's one of the older neighborhoods. And um, actually, Jen's grandparents and aunts have all, I mean, her, all her aunts, and um, they all grew up in around the corner from here. Like they grew, literally were born and grew up around the corner. And then the, the houses are like from, it starts for, I think, the 40s. And then all the way up to like the late sixties. Um, so, and it's kind of one of the older neighborhoods in Greensboro. So yeah. And this is, used to be, so there's trees around here that are, you know, five or six, six feet around. I mean, big oaks. So, I mean, it's definitely a really old neighborhood. It's, it's, was it's, it's old like, land. Was that the first um, residential area built there? Was it built on something else or had it been just like woods, meadow, just you know what? I don't know that it's. We were talking about that, and it got me interested. I haven't hadn't done a lot of a. I hadn't looked into it a lot. I just was kind of walking through the neighborhood, and it was found out that house was built in the fifties. And then they, they were saying that like, yeah, this is where it started. Like this was kind of like the first like little suburban neighborhood outside of downtown and the city limits kind of thing. So it's there's a, there's a few spots around here that are like that, but it's one of the older neighborhoods around here. So, I don't know. I'm, it's definitely something I'd like to dig into. So talking of uh, digging into things in your neighborhood, why don't you tell us about the house that you're in now? Someone did pass in the house. Oh. Um, the previous owner. And uh, there's been some weird things. 
But we had a conversation one night, and uh, some of the weird things have stopped. Oh, you spoke to the entity who is living there? Living, well, I don't know. Hanging well, out? I don't know. I just... There's just some odd things. that I, We always joke about it. But I remember, because my dog sleeps over in the corner, and every now and then, I mean, when I first, when I, before I first moved in here, when he would stay, I would bring the kennel and sit it over in the corner, and he always bark. It, it, it wasn't like... Uh, 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 an angry bark. It was just kind of like a, you know, like trying to yeah. get somebody's attention or somebody has his attention. And he was doing that one night and I just sat up and I got that feeling. Like mm. I just got that feeling, you know? And then I just said, I said her name and I was like, I know you're here. It's all cool. And then it was weird. It was like, I had goosebumps and they all just literally instantly went away. Oh. And I did do that. And I was, I sat up and I was like, Hey, it's all cool. You know, it's all good. And then he stopped barking. My goosebumps, like, it was like that. Like, it was one of those things, like, oh, you know, and it's just kind of like, everything was okay. See, and we've, like, said that before. I've said that during the podcast. I've said it in just conversations with friends other times when ghost stuff has come up. And I'm like, have you just tried telling them you're fine? Yeah. Like, have you just tried saying, hey, this is kind of like freaking me out a little because you like tone it down. I know you're here Mm -hmm. or just say, listen, we're not in danger. We don't need you to do this. But if there is something you want to do, you could do X, Y and Z instead. Like just a conversation because you never I think that there's a tendency for people to think that whatever is happening, whatever we know about that the spirits must know about, too whereas now I'm sort of like, what if it's just, it goes both ways? What if they only hear us sometimes too? Like, I don't know what they can hear when I'm speaking in a room or what they can see of me or sense. Like, I don't know if they're just omniscient of everything that's happening in the space I'm in. So maybe like, maybe they can't hear you or maybe they can't totally see you, you know? And I think part of that, that's part of like, I do think that's part of it because like um, where he was facing there used to be a wall and they used to then that the kitchen used to be very small but when they moved in they took out the wall and they customized the kitchen and so that's kind of where he always would do his little you know he'd always be at the kitchen where there used to be a wall so it's kind of like i think it was more of if anything she's just like what's going why isn't why is this not why is there not a wall here yeah That's the only thing I could think of. Oh, she's hiding behind the wall, and you're like, but I've seen, she's I mean, not there annoyed. anymore. I can see you. She's just annoyed. She's yeah. like, I loved this wall. How dare you? Why did you pull a Chip and Joanna Games and just open all of my house up? It doesn't always have to be an open concept, guys. Yep. Take down the shit left. <laughs> I love the wallpaper here. <laughs> I'm gonna be that ghost. I just would, people would just find things in different places or like moved like half an inch like northwest because it was like, facing the fucking right way for it's me. Annoying. That'll be me. No, but it's it is funny though. Like um, I've kind of had weird stuff like that happen kind of all my life, and so and, I don't know. You just kind of take into like, what do you do? You know, how do you handle it? And, it, sometimes it, you get that weird feeling where you're at the end, and not here. I've never had it here. But, like, you've been in places, and you just kind of look down a hallway that, you know, it's dark, but you can always kind of make what's going on. And it just, it's, there's this darkness. Like, it's just black. And it mm-hmm. almost seems like it's coming to you to, like, that, like the better, like, those movies where 
the lights going off down the hallway in stages. But it's already yeah. dark. It, and then you're just kind of like, you know, I don't know what I can say to you. I think I don't think you're going to stop moving forward. So I'm just going to keep going in the other direction. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, that's haven't happened. That happens quite a bit. But I've, there's a bunch of weird stuff that happened as I was a kid and where I grew up. That house was really odd. And did some research and found out that the, there was some really strange stuff from the Civil War on the land. Uh, please, please so. do tell. Do you feel comfortable talking about it, or you don't have to? Yeah, either? yeah. No, no. I mean, I can tell you about all that. Oh yeah, um, we want to know. Oh yeah, we know. Yeah, everything. It was, <laughs> it was in Newport, North Carolina, which is about seven miles as the crow's flies from uh, Atlantic Beach, and there's Fort Macon there. And okay. uh, Fort Macon is a pretty. It controlled the inlet into the sound for Albemarle Sound. So, and it was a Confederate stronghold. Um, and so I found out where we were, where our house was right off of Highway 70 is actually, it was a triage area. It's where the Union soldiers set up and fell back to whenever. And so they would march forward, but that was their safe zone. Um, so, I mean, it was, as I said, seven, eight miles, uh, maybe even farther, maybe 10. But uh, that's, that was actually a triage center. And there was a lot of, they pushed out a lot of the local, uh, the local people pushed out a lot of indigenous people there. Um, and I couldn't find much on that other than it happened. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do know that they actually have like hospitals and triage camps were set up in that area, all through that area. And uh, you would see stuff like shadow figures. Um, like I remember it was one time I was sitting in my room. We had a big, one of those big old floor TVs. I was playing Nintendo. Um, <laughs> and my, my parents were gone. And I was I just having a up. moment of nostalgia. Sorry, the giant. Oh, I was play- I was- oh yeah, it was big. It was big brown. Yes. It was great. Yes. Oh, oh, I took that thing to college with me. <laughs> oh my, oh my god! <laughs> that was that TV. Yeah, the one in the little room that I always play PlayStation on. Yeah. In the mid room. Yeah, that yeah, was yeah. that one. So I had that sitting on the floor of my room with all my stereo equipment on top of it. And the, but I remember I would always sit on the floor with my back against the bed and I would play Nintendo. And I remember I had both my, we had two schnauzers, Pepper and BJ. And uh, they were sitting with me and they started going nuts. And my parents were gone. They had gone out for the evening. And I had my door open maybe, you know, six, eight inches, just enough for the light to go out. And you literally saw the light go up once mm. and then up again, like someone yeah. walked by. No, goodbye. I have to go oh, out my window you. now. Yeah. And then and then both and both of the dogs are going nuts. So I open the door. I thought my parents might have come home early. So I open the door and Pepper goes running to the back. The uh, she goes down the hallway into the sliding glass door, barking like crazy to get out. See, and smartest he, person the in ma- the house. No shit. <laughs> the, the male dog went into my parents' room and was barking at the corner by my father's side of the bed. Like, uncontrollably, like, teeth, teeth, like, out. And I was like, what is going on? And then I was pulling him back when I turned around and my parents actually come in. I'm like, what's going on? And I explained it. And they started laughing at me. thought it was funny. But um, they didn't believe me, of course. But then my mother had experiences. There was another time that I remember I was sitting there watching TV and I was in the living room and I was on there was a we had a bark lounger and my, my dad had that stupid Nordic track thing that was right next to it. <laughs> and I uh, was watching TV and uh, I got up and because I was oh, they had the friggin uh, answer machine set on like three rings. 
So, and I was expecting calls like, hey, I got to do something. It's a Friday night. And I was watching MTV and I got up and I remember I hit the remote because the remote hit the Nordic track. So then I'm, and then I get up and I'm talking to my friend Kevin on the phone and I'm in the kitchen. And then all of a sudden I hear, you motherfucker, I'm going to fucking blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I was like, hold on one second. So I go in and it was on HBO. What? And I was like, this. I was like, all right. I was like, all right. I just, I kicked the remote. That's fine. But the remote was sitting in the Barca lounger where I was in the very center of the, uh, of the seat, half oh. hanging on. Shut up. Oh. And I left it on the floor. And that's, yeah, there was a bunch of other stuff that, that, that those are prominent ones. Um, we had, uh, my mother always here, like, I would always make fun of the cat. I was like, the cat's always saying hello. And we had a little Siamese cat. He'd be like, Meow. Yeah. And they'd saying hello. Mm-hmm. We had but, I would always joke that I'm like, oh yeah, I heard sing tonight. But he, you'd always hear mumbled voices. And my mother was, my mother when I left the college, she said it got out of hand. And then she ended up having, having it blessed. And then that's the first, that's actually the first guy that came in and cleansed the house. Um, and the people that moved in after us, they said it, it was because they tore up all the, the backyard stuff that we did. We built the deck and had like a little crappy above ground pool. And uh, they tore all that down. And they said when they did that, they, they actually wrote my mom and reached out to my mom and asked her. And they said that there was, uh, they had voices, lights going on and off. Oh, um, holy and shit. We, and the turns, we weren't the only people in the neighborhood because once I started, I mean, I'm, I'm just, I'm a loudmouth kid. I'll tell everybody. Yeah. And I, sure my, I, my neighbors, <laughs> my neighbors across the street, their house would smell like musk. And the, and the thing is, like, the wife was, like, allergic to musk. So oh, like it would it wow. would make her like like ill, but she would just it, the smell of it would make her nauseous. Yeah. And just whenever she would get into a fight with her husband or whatever, all of a sudden, or like she was kind of an asshole. So when she would go off <laughs> her drunken asshole, like she was a drunken asshole. Yeah. And, that um, sucks. But whenever oh. she would go off on one of her tirades, she would wake up the next day and she said she and she would complain to everybody. Say you don't smell that. And I would go over there and hang out with her son. I'm like I don't. What are you talking about? She's like you don't smell musk. No, but her and her daughter did. None of us oh, did. Oh, just the, the just the women. Yeah. Yeah. Where we went to school, aside from my home, uh, the the terrifying house I lived in next door to Rosa, you had other things happen in that town, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. Did like the Tyler cat- the five oh five house. Yeah, something oh, Kat and I have talked about is that there was something about that town that just shit was off the scale because it wasn't until yeah. I'd had a few things happen, but when I moved there and I moved into my dorm, which was a brand new dorm, like it was one of the only ones that had air conditioning in it, but you could still smoke. Um, I lied on my application and said I had asthma so I could get air conditioning and it worked, but I would sit next to the You're window the and chain one. smoke. I know it was, it was the nineties, man. We could smoke and if yeah, um, claim medical issues for air conditioning um but it was there that i started having crazy dreams and that's where i had the the single white apparition dream of some girl sitting on my bed showing me snapshots of my day from that day and going through it and asking me who each person was and how i knew them and blah 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 and my roommate would hear me having these fully aware one-sided conversations and she thought i was on the phone all night for some reason and it wasn't until I told someone who, I mean, of course I'm gonna find, of course I'm gonna find the one girl in my dorm who's from California whose parents are shamans, in bumfuck 
southern town that we were going to school in. So, and she's like, we need to do a cleansing ceremony in your dorm room because it's someone dead trying to live vicariously through you. So, uh, yeah. You know, it was very like I don't need to have shaman parents to know no, that. She, I know. <laughs> well, but she came in and she did like the cleansing ceremony. She did the sage. She did the white candle. She was like, you need to not go away and move on and leave her alone. And the dream stopped. But that was the my first sure. thing at that school, which maybe that started, I think, one month into me being at the school. And it just fucking got worse the, uh, over the time that I was there. So many other people now that I'm talking to since we've started our podcast and, you know, being back in touch with people from school, I'm hearing similar things, you know, and now talking to you, Chris, it's like there was something with that town. So like, well, like when we had the when we had the flood after Floyd. Oh, I mean, yeah. They kept calling they kept calling it the hundred year flood that had happened five or six other times. But it was basically established after the previous town had been wiped off the map. Fall semester of 2019, six students died, two of them in the same dorm. And that's just in the space of September, October, November, three months, six students died. Wow. And did you ever find out why? No. The two in the same dorm, I don't know. They think it might have been un- underlying health conditions. But still, when we were there, they, they, we still had some all-female dorms um, instead of like okay. a guy's floor, gonna- female floor, right? So there was one that they'd had to lower all of the shower heads because there had been a hanging. There had been some hanging suicides in there. So they'd had to lower the shower heads in it. That was one of the halls that was supposed to, and that was one of the, the female only halls that was supposed to be really haunted. And that was. And you know what's campus. weird is I was in, uh, I won't say the name of the dorm, but it was the one closer to downtown. Yeah. And uh, yeah. they were saying that, because I started in spring, I was only in the dorms one semester, spring of 95. And I think two years previous, they had, yeah, they had gone in and renovated all the house, every floor, and they started with that one, and that's what they did. They lowered the shower head. And I yeah. was like, why I was like, Why is that such a big deal? And then the RA was explained. It was like, that's a thing. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's so sad. So yeah. what other things happened oh, with you in right. that town? Well, I will say, I will go back to, like, when I was, my mom had this, she had this psychic dude come in and he cleansed the house and that helped a lot until they moved out like it was the first time i met him and shook his hand he looked at me weird and he's just like you'll figure it out one day and i was like what are you <gasps> talking about man and he's like you're gonna figure it out one day and i was like what are you talking about tell fuck? me what you're talking about i was i was 16 or 15 or 16 i was 15 15 at the time and uh and he's like He's like, you, you can, he's like, you know, when things are there, he's like, you know, when stuff's going on and he's like, you'll figure it out one day. One day it's just going to hit you and you're just going to accept it. And I was like, Holy uh, shit. I, I always, I think that's, I don't know. And I was like, that's when I was talking to Emily about it, like researching the empath thing. Cause I actually had a, uh, I've had, I've come in contact with four more <laughs> and then I've all said the same thing. And I'm like, okay. But I was working with a, remember I was going to therapy and a social counselor was like, you ever thought that you're an empath, you know, because you, you actually, she's like, but I think you kind of like, instead of like, f- you feel things around her, she's like, but you kind of like take on uh-huh. what you absorb what other uh-huh. people have. She's like, and she's like, I think I could, and then we started talking about ghosts and therapy and she's like, do you get this? And the describes like, yes. Why am I talking about this with my therapist? <laughs> <laughs> but that plays into something that happened at this big church. So, okay there was this whole section of derelict buildings 
Um, and there was this one specific building that was starting to fall in on itself. And this one, I mean, it was built kind of like the Parthenon, where you had like these big, they had a Roman style facade on the front where you had like two or three foot around pillars and like multiple uh, steps to get up into it. And uh, kind of like, kind of marble. Yeah. But um, it was a really grand entrance. And this dude, he wanted to start a blues bar and he bought a couple of bars downtown. He started, he was like the, one of the first dudes to start an IT company and got rich real quick in the oh, mid, mid, late nineties late 90s, early right. 2000s, and, um, and he was kind of full of himself, but he bought this, he bought this church, and he was going to convert it into a bar, and the band I was in, we were practicing um, there, because he would rent spots out, and there was, we practiced in the upstairs back corner, it was the choir practice room, so when you went into it, there were like, one wall had pews, like to where you could stand on, like stadium style seating, and then the other one like had, and we had a keyboard player, and he played this big stupid clavinova that we had to haul everywhere. So we hauled it up there, and but it had like a little organ section. So he was like, "I'm gonna sit here behind this little railing, and it's my it's a natural organ section." And then our drummer was on the riser, and we were all standing in between. And uh, but this place was when I say it was immense, it was immense. Like we were literally three stories in the air. And, like, this balcony was kind of rickety. And he was trying to fix this place up and turn it into a giant blues venue or a bar and have, no. like, a band. This place in particular was cool. I and mean, we were we, – there were several other bands that practiced there, but we got, like, the prime real estate room. I don't know why. He liked us for some reason. Maybe it's because we had a keyboard player. Um, <laughs> but he was always downstairs working. And, like, I mean, this place, it was one of those things that you literally had an echo. It was huge. And – um and to get into it, like you, the stairwell was always crappy. He was always having to fix it. But we would be we would be in there practicing, and we'd just be sitting there talking. And all of a sudden, we'd hear voices. And you're like, oh, I wonder if this band's here. And we, I'm like, hey, I'm going to go say hey to Kelly and them. Go over, and then nobody's there. Uh, and then there, was, there were actually times where he was downstairs fixing stuff, and we would hear stuff and like hear like a loud bang or something. I'm like, oh, man, is he okay? And then be like, dude, you okay? He's like, did you hear that too? Uh, We're like, really? And then he's like, and then we asked, I remember what came down one time. I was like, is that you yelling? And he's like, is that you yelling like a woman? He's like, nope. And then he would usually try to get out of there because we practiced late at night because this building was, we could turn up loud and you couldn't really hear it outside. So it was perfect. But he would always take, he always said, he's like, I'm out of here by 930, 10 o'clock. If y'all are here past it, that's all up to you. And even wow. my bass player, he, he commented on that. He was just like, we were so stupid for staying there as late as we did and doing what we did. But we decided our guitarist was going to do for, he was a communications major like us, and he was going to do like a little horror movie. No. Oh. No. Not why? Um, no. So, so we, did, we did that. We filmed there for like off and on for a few months. Ad, and we all, but we were going there like two and three in the morning. Um, and we went down in the... The basement, when I tell you the basement was huge, the basement was almost like, it was, when you went down in the basement, it was strange. Let me give you some backstory first on this. We're going to go back. We had to go back and do the microfiche thing because this was, you know, late 90s, early 2000s, limited access to the internet, limited available to information, a little bit information anyways on the internet. Um, So we actually, me and my guitarist went, he spent a lot more time, he found a ton of Turns out this place was built turn of the century by a little sect 
of like a Southern Baptist, but they were like, these people aren't Baptist enough. You oh. people aren't Christian enough. Oh. And they and they wanted this. They built this grand, huge building in, in honor of all this, whatever. And there was less than 40 people in the original uh, congregation. It was grossly like why it was kind of like one of those things like Ghostbusters. Why did he build this building? I don't know. Oh, the channel Gozer, you know. Um, <laughs> Uh, so it was like we were, we were joking about Where do that. these stairs go? They go up. Yeah, they go up. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, we're looking oh up, God. we're finding, like, man, if these people could dance with snakes, these people were dancing with snakes back in the day before it was cool. Yeah. And, um, but they were Pentecostal then? Hang on a minute. I, that goes with what Rosa and I found with that house. Yeah, that's Going what back I was going to The revival say. thing. Yeah, but that's in. Pentecostal. Holy shit! It, right? This, the yeah. snakes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. so it was. I'm joking, but at the same time, that's probably a lot. That's probably the 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 most direct correlation you can make there. Okay. Um. So, and then they they ended up. I think they they went. They disappeared in right around the time of the depression, like right in the uh, early 20s. They were only there for about 30 years and disappeared. The building was empty for about five to 10 years, and then another little Southern Baptist congregation took it over i think they had like 120 members way too few people for the size of this building um but the basement we did a lot of our filming in the basement and we caught stuff on we had stuff on camera we had stuff on audio like Um, what like what like i'll get into that in a minute i'll get into that in a minute but like when you you would go down there was this one huge room because they had a big uh, they had a big kitchen and they had a big, uh, like a food hall down there. And when I say big, it was like, it, it was, I don't know. I'm trying to think of how I was trying to, it, it was almost like a, about a hundred yards, one direction. It was not, I can't say not a hundred yards. That's, that's gross. About 30 yards in one direction and maybe 10 yards wide. It was huge. It was just this big open room. And then there was all these other rooms. That, I'm, I'm, you're walking around, you're like, how is this there this much space underneath this damn thing? Yeah. Um, and the that main room, there was always a little bit of water in there. And he would all he would pump it out and then it would come back after as soon as it would rain, it would come back in. But you would be standing in there and out of the blue, it would just smell like pancakes and syrup. Oh my gosh. Pancake breakfast. Yes. Yes. And then as soon as you would start talking about it, all of a sudden it would turn into garlic bread and spaghetti. And what? they would have their spaghetti dinners down there. And I would, you would have it would happen moved in. as you were talking about it. <laughs> you would have moved in. Great. <laughs> All of that. So who perfect. needs the Glade plug-in when I you know. have? But, yeah, I can your, fall asleep to the sweet smell of breakfast. pasta and garlic bread. Fuck yeah, <laughs> sign me up. But we would, we would. I mean, we would. We were sitting there. I remember we were discussing some things on camera, and we're like, "Do you smell that?" Yeah, yeah. And then, and then we got talking about it, laughing about it, and then it was like. Jesus Christ, it smells like garlic, you know, and they would change, like, you would, they would change, but um, there was one time we were walking down a hallway, we were doing something and acting out a scene, and we heard this loud bang, and it sounded like something fell in the water, but it was like, boom, and you all felt it in your feet, and we went in there, and there's nothing. Oh, my God. There's nothing, and we caught, we went back, and we caught it on camera, and when we caught it on camera, behind it, there was a loud scream. <gasps> Shut up! Oh. So we had the crash, and we heard this, 
And it was, and then there were times when I remember there was one time when our drummer, he had kind of long hair and Tim had long hair. Uh, I didn't at the time. And there was a, we were doing something and he would be like, God knows so many cobwebs. Like there's no spider webs down here, dude. But you would, you would actually see like his hair move. Like he would say, he'd feel like his hair move um, or someone like blowing into it. Um, And there was one, there was one time where I was shooting the scene and I'm kind of like looking around like, all right. Hey, what's going on? And like the whole point was, I'm not supposed to hear anything. And I'm like, hey, and all of a sudden you hear, ah, like you'd heard just like a loud, like kind of a breathy, like just not a word, just a sound. And you literally see me and then look over and then I hear Kevin Vines go, let's just stop fucking filming tonight, man. <laughs> and we would go and, and we would go home and we would listen and we caught four or five things. It was really weird. But um, that place was, and we, we went back and talked to some of the other bands that were in there, and every single band that practiced there all had something happen. And the owner, the dude that ran, he ended up going bankrupt trying to fix that place. We all told him that was going to happen. The building yeah. did too much. But yeah. uh, they tore it down, and so I don't know what's going on there now, but I know that so many things. Weird and it was, it. I mean, and, and we would say stuff, hey, man, did you hear this, this? We were hearing this. So did we. And sometimes it was right around the same time at night. Um but the big thing was like the banging and the, the voices, like, especially cause we would be in there and we would quit playing and we get discussing stuff. And a lot of times we get like our drummer, we get in an, we get in an argument that was remember this one time he was all, got all pissed off, kicked his drum over. And and this guy was a hippie. Like he didn't, he's like, I don't know why I'm playing metal music or whatever the hell we're playing. It's like, <laughs> go back and listen. And he would start to storm out and he would turn around and like, try to give you a, what the last final, what to and what for. And then we would all hear something weird, like a voice or something. And then everyone would be like, did you get that? Did you get that? And then we'd, we'd walk through and they'd make sure there were no other bands there. Every single, and then it would kind of like calm the situation because we'd stop arguing and be like, all right, well, there's nobody here. It just happened they again. They didn't like well, you arguing. No, but that place, as soon as like I walk, because we would do things like down, like, hey, let's go sit downstairs and like see how long we can sit with the camera. And... Uh, <gasps> I, I can tell you So you right were stirring now, the pot. Well, we just wanted to experience it. Yes, we were stirring yeah, the pot. Yeah, a little bit. But little I bit. can tell you, when I was down there, it literally felt like a whirlwind of people, like uh, like kids, something just running around you at all times. Yeah. Well, that's that empath thing. You've, yeah. you've, you're picking you're, up on that. Right. You're picking up on what was going on there. If that was the spot for the gathering for all the meals, if that was the pancake breakfast spot, oh, yeah. if that was the family but I would say, potluck area, whatever. Like, yep. Yeah. And you know what? It was weird. It's me and my, uh, I, I want to say, I don't know if it, was, it wasn't my guitar. I want to say it was the guy who played keyboards for us. He was kind of a goofy cat. But I, I remember we would be sitting there and both of us would get goosebumps and then we would hear a noise or a voice mm-hmm. every time. Like, it was almost like clockwork. It's like, whoa. I'd look at my arms, and then he'd go, hey. And then we'd hear, like, some weird noise or a voice. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. we'd go, and if, if homie was there, he would be like, was that y'all? I'm like, nope, wasn't us. And, I mean, it was weird because we always had, if he was there and we heard something strange, he always corroborated. Like, I heard that. Yeah. It's that and electrical thing, right? It's, energy out of you, though, too. Yeah. Like, to manifest yeah. something. There's a lot of that. It's crazy that you the the spiderweb thing because that's one of the major phenomenons that people talk about when there's an active haunting when there's something there trying to interact like the hair touching and things like that it's that feeling of walking through spiderwebs 
and yeah. there aren't any there but it feels like you are and that's one of the the indicators of it that's insane but that was a weird one even tim was like i mean it was the point where we didn't want to practice there anymore like we were yeah because uh we had several other bands playing there but after we pulled out because we were just like we're done you know we're getting kind of done with this um that and those guys were practicing up there still that there's a couple other bands and uh two of the guys in one of the bands came up and at the place where I was working at a little uh, convenience store and I was closing down. I was like, ah, yeah, I can't get your beer or whatever. But um, they were like, no, no, no. We want to talk to you about the practice body. Y'all aren't practicing there no more. It's like, no, no, no. We're down towards, you know, over here. We got a storage unit. Had to get out of there, man. And they would ask. They were like, hey, do you hear it? Do you, this is happening. And they were having stuff like their amps coming in and their amps are buzzing. Like, Holy shit. And and he's like, uh-huh. we know, because like, what you'd have to do is, like, one of the things that homie would bitch, because we didn't have, you had, like, like a, a hanging light in the room, but he would dedicate, like, it was basically, you had to plug the, uh, the plug in the hallway to get power in the room. Mm-hmm. So, but they would come in and, like, because you have to unplug, and if someone else came into practice, you know, they would have to, you would have to unplug, and, you know, or you'd have to share power, and it was always a pain in the ass. But um, they would come in, and their shit would be on. <sighs> and he would yell, and there was a couple of times like I, I know it got really bad after we left because there was a couple of the bands that were there. Most, pretty much everybody stopped practicing there, and the beauty of it was you could practice at two or three in the morning, and no one could hear you because mm-hmm. it was this huge building. But crazy stuff started happening. Last before Homie was still trying to make it a club, and still trying to put money into it, and he even said, I saw him probably about five years ago at the bar right around the corner from my house where I always go watch football or, you know, watch baseball and get a beer and a bite. And uh, I saw him and we got talking about it. And that was one of the first things he was like, man, he's like, I lost so much money in that place. He's like, so many things happened. And I was like, everybody, he, he said he was free. He was freaked out when all the bands just left. He's like, after about, he's like, y'all left. And then within three or four months, he's like, and nobody wanted to practice. I was like, it just got weird, man. It, I was like, it got weird. I was like, when we were filming that stuff, I told him about, we, we told him about one thing, the big crash, and we showed it to him. And he thought, well, that could be anything. And I'm like, what? Sounds like a damn, it, it sounds like 15 ceiling tiles crashing. And then there's nothing in the water, you know, because it was water in there. And it was about yeah. a half inch thick. Mm. So if something fell, there should at least be ripples in it, or there should be something sitting in the water. It was nothing. The room was empty. And so, I mean, it was, it was pretty weird. Within six months of us getting out of there, I, the year he ran out of money. He said he felt cursed, but you would feel it. Like I told those dudes when we were getting in there, I was like, I get a weird vibe here. Like, but it, it was weird. As I said, like your hair would stand on end and then something would happen. It was almost like clockwork. Holy shit. I have a question. Okay. Um, do you think that the owner, I mean, I don't know what his, business acumen was in general but do you think maybe he was like obsessed possessed some sort of like attachment with the building where he just like couldn't give it up or do you think he just was terrible at business <laughs> I, I well no i i think part i think it was two things i think he did was kind of like he had this vision of what it could be mm-hmm. and because it, it could have been amazing but you would have had to dump millions of dollars into that stuff at that place. And I mean, I mean, there was a whole stack section where, I mean, because we were in the main room and it still had the giant organ, like the pipes going all the way up That's to the amazing. ceiling, 30 feet. And it was gorgeous. But at the same time, the back whole back room, which was 
twice the size of the main hall, which was enormous. I mean, yards, tens of yards long. And the, the roof was all caved in back there. And he's like, yeah, I'm just going to we'll wall it off. And just let that tear that down. I'm like, what? But I mean, but the underneath it went back as far, if not farther, like you'd be in the, um, uh, the parking lot. And when she went into the basement, you would actually get into some of the closet and the, the storage areas. And you're like, you realize, wait a minute, I'm underneath the parking lot. You know, I'm Jesus. not underneath the building. I'm in the parking lot. That's so um, odd. I wonder if there was like an end of days, like live out sort mm. of that. Yes, that feel the original. That was the vibe we got from a lot of the uh, the statements, like when they opened it, like because I think it opened as I said, turn of the century. The stuff we found, the microfish stuff we found, the statements that were coming from the uh, the, the original pastor and what they and basically they were like, you people aren't Christian enough, you know. Yeah, these dang, people, you know, dang. you guys, and it seemed like it reminded me of the uh, the. From Poltergeist, he's like God is here in this sure. terrible. Yeah, yeah. That dude, that's <laughs> like reading it. I'm just like, is this that dude? Like, are we gonna see that? I mean, are we gonna see that dude in our sleep and in the mirror? Um, but that's the vibe I got from it. And like, that's and once we started digging up all that because we had all that stuff happen when we were trying to film that movie for for Kevin, and uh, he dug, he kept, he got kind of obsessed with it. He's like, we got to, he wanted to figure it out. And once we got a little bit, it took a ton of time. Just to, I mean, he was out public library a couple hours every day for about a month and he finally was able to uh, accumulate a little bit of information and what little bit we found that's kind of the vibe we got have you looked it, it up like, since i know i actually tried to search up uh search for it i found reference to when they tore it down um but i couldn't find anything i didn't to be honest with you i haven't dug into it too deep i could and if i I'm find it, I shoot it to y'all. just because now so much more stuff is out there yeah I wonder yeah, if anything else true. came out about it. It just has that like, like hunkered down feel, especially if it's like the underground is bigger than above, like that. that like, is me, there a tunnel really that led out on the other side of the parking lot from like? The we did. Thing? We thought, we thought for sure we were gonna find that because we went searching and we're like, I mean, you would, you would just keep walking and you would just find new rooms and like, oh, this looks like an old store. And you would have like one room, like okay, this is where the like they had benches along one wall, and then the other wall had benches with all these little coat hooks. And it's like, is it a dressing room? What is this? And like, then there's a room with a little tiny stage, and it's like, and then you go into this giant banquet hall, and then there's this huge like old kitchen with it's empty, and then I'm and then, so sad I was never in this place. I'm, I'm thankful, was, but I'm also sad. It was incredible. Like it, it, the more you walk around, and it's like this place is in in. Insane. and it could have been insanely cool but at the same time you're like why like you like you were saying why are we underneath the parking lot right now yeah, you know, yeah. Why, why aren't we underneath the structure yeah you know yeah. i'm i'm thinking you know the more the more this evangelical hyper religious you know you're not you're not you know chaste enough you're not you don't believe in jesus enough thing is talked about I'm wondering if maybe that also has anything to do with why when you were at Rose's apartment next door to me, I mean, you were an unmarried couple spending time together, having sleepovers, you know, and you are having this uptick in activity where you're having physical manifestation things happen where you are finding the coffee table is covered in water and you see someone who's watching, you have a watcher in the apartment. Is it because there's someone that is disapproving of that because you guys are fornicating 
I don't, I don't fucking know. Rude. I'm not going to put that. Sorry, rude. You guys are spending, you guys are spending quality time together um, outside of marriage. holding hands. Don't you dare assume what they're doing in there. No heavy petting. Private they were just, moments. They were doing Christian. You know what? The, playing fucking uh, Nintendo. Rosa was friends with the people that lived across the, the, there was a bunch of girls that moved in across the street from me when I, um, when I lived with Brent. And they, because and we didn't talk for a couple of years, and then she got to good friends with them, and then we got, you know, we were just BSing a lot. Um, and we got talking about it. And I, the vibe I always got from that joint was confusion. Yeah. Like, it wasn't, like, it wasn't, it wasn't nefarious. It wasn't, like, because, I mean, I mean, I've gotten nefarious vibes before, like, get the F out now. And it's just kind of, and usually I don't. I just kind of stand there and be like, all right, let's see. And then when you get that kind of like feeling that that thing is it's surrounding you, then you just kind of walk backwards. You just, all right, I'm out. I'm out. Now I'm out. But this one was more of like you were saying, observing and just, but confusion. So that's, and then that would make sense if it's like a young child or I don't know. I don't know. But Maybe I know that you would realize they'd passed even if they died in a fire and like things had been like, what if it had been that structure? And yeah. part of it had been lost in the fire and then rebuilt in a weird kind of ramshackle way. Like you're saying, the like back was just weirdly put on. But then that hallway used to be part of the whole house. So maybe that person walked back and forth there the whole time they were alive, died in the fire or died later after the fire and just came back there. I don't know. But it just sounds like it, for them to be walking up and down that hallway, that's not a hallway anymore. They had to live in that structure. I will say yeah, the that- only time it ever felt, it didn't feel evil to me necessarily. It just was very aware that I wasn't alone in my apartment. Mm. Yeah. It only started to feel off when they started seeing a shadow person in my window. And that's when things started to feel weird. And that was the summer before I graduated, right? So it was that. And then, because I started summer school in june so i did two sessions of summer school in june that's when i actually that's when i moved into this house i moved into this house june because i graduated in november right so it was it didn't feel ominous or threatening at all until that one day and there was something i I don't know what the fuck it was it's those two different things it's two different things and the one thing that really stood out to me that day that Chris had to come and rescue me was this sudden overpowering smell of roses. And I'd walked into my house and it immediately shit felt off that thing with the painting I saw. And I immediately knew I have to get the fuck out of here, but it smelled like there were roses everywhere. Just that sweet. I don't know. Um, But but yeah, there's that marked shift in like the energy. Yeah. What were you going to say? Yeah. Sorry, go oh, do you remember when we uh, kind of looked underneath, because we had heard about the fire and the uh, the little garage structure out back, and then you had the the, the original foundation. Mm-hmm. You could actually see some of the, the char line. Do you remember finding that? No. Oh. Yeah, well, you could fuck. Find, you, yeah. Because that that little open that little open structure that was out back that they turned into whatever, and then there was it was kind of like a carport, but then they enclosed part of it in. You could actually still see like the original foundation because they just built on top of it. But I know that when we uh, we were there, that one dude, that one grad student was there because we, as I said, we kept hearing him move around. 
there was one weekend we went over there and watched movies on Friday night, like Saturday night. And then we saw him come home Sunday and we're like, hey, you know, busy weekend. It's like, nah, I've been away. <laughs> and that was, but again, you're like, it was mostly oh, your like, roommate was home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it was mostly, that place was mostly smells. And as I said, when you did see, like, you did consistently see that, that figure. And it was, but it wasn't anything like, I got to run like hell. Because, I mean, literally, I would just see it and be like, all right, going to, and just go in and go to bed or, you know, whatever. And she said she would see it. But it was just, it wasn't one of those things that you felt like you had to run away from. It just, but it wasn't. Said, you just got that confusion was big that was the feeling i got i always got was confusion was that but she that she it whatever was in the hall that you saw the time was not trying to interact it was just there no and that's and you would get the same thing whenever the cat would act funky you know when we were both through like i got a funky feeling over here you know and like and all of you were staring at an empty corner (laughs) yeah we're just like what's going on but that was the feeling you got it was just confusion and you Mm -hmm. guys said you just your hair would stand on end, and it's just that's the only thing I could say that you would. I mean, as I said, nothing nefarious, just what's going on. That's the, the, the yeah. feeling you got. That it apartment, reminds me of there's that movie, The The Others, and yes. it's with Nicole Kidman, and yeah. she's like a mom with her two little kids, and they keep hearing things, but it's very confusing for them, and it turns out. They're the dead people in the house, right, and they don't right. necessarily yeah. realize that they're dead and that there are other people living in their home. That's what I was saying. I was like, I yeah. don't know how much transfers. I don't know yeah. what they're experiencing either. And then just things get, if they're stuck on a loop, if it's a residual thing, if they're stuck on a loop, I mean, it's one of those things that if you do bump the you bump the record player, it the song starts to play for a little while. Yeah. And then maybe it starts to skip again, you know, until it starts to skip again. So maybe there's that cognizant moment of, Holy crap! What is going? What is that? You know? Oh, and then it's right back to back yeah. on track. I I enjoy that analogy a lot. That's a good one. Yeah. You know, all of this stuff being said now, it's like you think about this area and you think about the history of it. With, you know, you've got indigenous people who were they they were they were the ones that populated the area. They were cleared out. They were they were brutally murdered and you know, had their land taken away from them. You were close to the coastline that had a lot of uh, civil war stuff happening. It's salt water as well, which elicits a lot of energy that starts uh, uh, supernatural, like paranormal phenomenon, not supernatural. Then you've got that, the main river running through that it's running water, number one, but number two, it's a flood. It's a source of flooding that brings... Uh, devastation with it like you're saying you know earlier we were talking about we had a a big hurricane we had hurricane floyd come through and we had what they called a hundred year flood because every now and then when we had these huge storm surges it would come through we would get absolute devastation we lost 30 percent of off-campus housing uh during floyd and so with that you get loss of life loss of homes you have the hog farms with everything from those and animals because there's agriculture all around there so you got all of these poor animals that lost their lives coming down in addition to old cemeteries that everything comes up to the top and so then you're getting that coming through town as well and so you've got all of this shit that no pun intended for the hog farms but you got all of this shit that just keeps coming and it's just constant constant but it's repetitive there's always a you know people. what i'm saying there's, there's no always up people at all yeah, it's exactly. So there's yeah. no time for healing. I mean, who knows? I mean, there's so much 
buried animosity. But I mean, that that type of history is everywhere. But it just seems like there's a lot of more of it down that way. I wonder if we could do a little research on history and reconvene with more ideas. I'd like that. Yeah. Yeah. Let's reconvene. Uh, let's do some because now it's you know it's become very evident that there is a running theme that connects all of the dots for the experiences that people have had in this town. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of college towns have oh, would likely have more activity too, though, because of all the energy that comes in and all the the emotions, and you're in your fucking formative years of crying over fucking everything and just being angry yeah. at fucking everything, and there's just a lot of energy for anything to feed off of. Well, that and you're bringing stuff with you because yeah. everybody's tran- everybody's transient. You're only there for a limited amount of time, and who knows what baggage you bring? Literally, I mean, emotional and whatever. And yeah. I mean, and then that ties in with. I mean, people have shit that doesn't, it just, it follows people. It doesn't follow places, you know? And mm-hmm. I have no doubt that I have met people. I have 100% met. And it's like, I've met people that I instantly, like, I shake their hand. It's like, I'll never like you. You're just, I, you're rotten to the core. I don't know Same. why yep. I think that. Yep. And, yep. you know, I just, I know it. But then there's other people you meet that you're like, man, it's not your fault. Yeah. It's me, as soon as you meet them, just like, it's not your fault. I don't know what's yeah. going on, but it's not your fault. I have people that I interact with and uh, at a professional level that I'm just like, you know what, man, I already, I know your deal. We've, yeah. we've had mm-hmm. one conversation. I know your deal. You're all about you. You don't care. Yeah. And you know, you, you would throw this dude in front of a bus just to make yourself look better. You know? And I just, I get, you get that after one conversation, you just know it. And it's like, yeah. and it's almost like, it's not an aura thing or anything like that, but as it's, it's a, a vibe. It's, it's, an it's that darkness thing, you it's know, and it's just kind of like, it carries over you get a, you shake somebody's hand. Sometimes you get like, you get that goosebump, like ah, you know, like you you just feel their like inner light. And then there's other times that you just get that whole like, dude, there is it's just blackness in there. Yeah, like you're yeah. not willing to you're not willing to let anybody else in, and you don't want anybody else in because you don't trust anyone else enough to get in. So I, why am I here? You know, yeah. why are we talking? I mean, so many times as a tattoo artist, like I've had people come in, and immediately been like oh my god this is totally not somebody I thought I would have gotten along with but I love this person and like we're best friends and we love hanging out and chit-chatting now and then other times I have been speaking to people for a very short period of time and been like I'm not gonna be able to help you I feel like this won't work I feel like I won't be able to do anything that will make you happy and I just mm, I'm sorry I'm not I'm not the artist for you yeah I have a question for both of you because, you know, Joy and I, you, you and I have talked a lot about the, the empath thing that you yeah. have. And, you know, Chris, with you, do you find that now when you walk into places, be it someone's home or a business or something like that, you immediately, regardless of the venue, pick up immediately on what the what is happening in there? Do you find that it can be you walk in and you immediately feel on edge or you find it calming or it's just really overwhelming. Kind of like what you were saying with the church where it felt like there were just people all around you, even though you were the only two in there. Yeah. Like, I will say this, like, cause I know some, some people get overwhelmed when they go in like a big room of people. I actually, cause I, I do get that a lot, but like when you go to a show or you go to a movie or you go to like a gathering, something outdoors, you feel that vibe that there's a positive vibe and you know, you have to like, it's like figure like you kind of like feel 
best way to say is like, all right, I got, say you get a guitar, you got six strings and a guitar. I'm only going to play the top string because that's the one that's making me feel the best right now. So you just take that stream and just rock that out and you just go into it. But it, every now and then, and I, and it, I don't know why you just get to that point where all of a sudden that's not enough anymore. And it's just like, I got to go, I got to go. But I can go into a room and find that one person that's just like that, that dark cloud, you know, that rainy day that's just got that one little cloud that's just raining and thunderstorming on them only. And it's like, I, and once I get on, once I find them, I can't find that happy chord anymore. It's just yeah. them. I focus on that. And it's, yeah. then at times, like, I either got to either gotta leave or I got to go talk to them and see if I can either help them out or just find out what's up. Because sometimes just getting it off your chest, you can feel like it's almost like you absorb some of it. And then you'll walk away with it, like, like in a pissed off mood. And I've, yep. I'm like, am I manic? No, it's not. I'm not manic. And then that's just what dissipate. I used to think, too. Oh, can I ask you a question, Chris? Sure. Can we do this again sometime, but just have like a weird empath, like, I don't know, like throw down? (laughs) Because I'm like, oh, this one time somebody came up to me and they were crying within a few minutes of talking to me. And I just was standing there like I had a sign that said, talk to me, I care. Like, yeah, (laughs) because that's like how I've grown up. Like, everybody's like, let me talk to you. And I'm like, this is not telling you to go. Go. Like, I look like somebody would have I didn't talked. do this. <laughs> I do this to make you go away, not... Don't I this. look tough with my overalls and my pigtails and my tattoos? Like, what do you mean you want to talk to me? That's how I feel about you. I mean, like, I'm, like, slightly older than you, but there's something about You're like you... months older huh, than I me. <laughs> but there's something about you that I'm just like, can you give me a cuddle? Can you tuck me into bed? Can you stroke my hair and tell me everything's yeah, going to be I'm, okay? I'm always everyone's mom. You are. That, I've hence, been everyone's mom since before I had a kid. But, you know, it's just there are those people that you know are immediately safe. And they're your people and your family immediately. And, you know, I feel that way. You know, I feel very lucky that I've I've got three of those people I used to say, it's funny, I used to say, I feel like all the depressed people, like, sniff each other out and we can talk, we just stay, like, friends, but I think it's maybe we're just yeah. depressed because we can feel everything, so I maybe it's just so. the empaths that sniff each yeah. other out, <laughs> and we're just really bogged down with all the bullshit. <laughs> yeah, and then we get to share it amongst each other. This has been so rad, because it's like, I love stuff like this, because I forget that we're recording a podcast. It's yes, we just, are. I know, yeah. I know we are. I know. I, I now see the little thing in the top left mm-hmm. that says we're recording. But two hours. Uh, oh, Jesus. Right. Two. Oh, I see that yeah. now. Dose. Yeah. But it's yeah. just been so rad. And fuck, thank you so much for coming. Oh, no problem. I would love to do it again. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. yeah. We'll do so, a little research. We'll yeah. feel a little more feels. Yep. Uh, we'll think about our stories and then like, I don't know, like a couple of months, sit down and chat again, see what's up. I like it. Good plan. So, uh, Chris, we have something that we do at the end of our show. We have something she forces everybody to do. And make everybody do. It's, uh, it's, it's something that we're grateful for. I made, I started making Joy do it when the pandemic shit hit because it's like, you got to find something in this fucking dumpster fire to have to not go insane just to find some gratitude in um so my husband put up a ceiling fan 
in her bedroom. <gasps> you went first, and I didn't have I to did. Ask. I know. I didn't make you. I'm sorry. My husband put a ceiling fan up in our bedroom, and it's Yay. glorious. <laughs> it makes me very happy. <laughs> so you got to get a little spritzer water bottle and, like, turn I it know. I just, yeah. Yeah, we got that. Oh, and I discovered a really good app for noise because it never fucking rains here and I need to rain. <laughs> and I found a app that's called Rain Rain. Self-explanatory. I think and I have have that one one. Yeah. I love, love Rain Rain. Rain <laughs> inside a car or rain on a car roof. Yeah, yeah. And that's my fucking jam. And that is how I fall asleep now. And I have really bad insomnia. For many different reasons. And so now I go to sleep listening to Rain Rain with my fan fan. <laughs> That's my grand name. Very nice, very nice. Okay, Chris, your turn. Um, I'm really grateful. One thing I'm grateful is I guess kind of the situation I'm in now with, uh, with my fiance. Mm-hmm. The fact that we've been friends for years. And it's just kind of like one of those things that we've been friends for years and we didn't really see each other for a long time. Then when we first got together and she has two children, it's just kind of like, this is awesome. I'm cool and content and 100% grateful that I'm involved in that world. Dude, I got to say, like, you are one of the most special people I know. And, you know, I'm so glad that you found happiness with someone who is rad. And I got to say, those kids have absolutely won the lottery to have you be their bonus dad like well, we'll I, see. <laughs> um I'm no still, I'm I, learning I'm learning a lot doesn't matter I think I I you know I'm just really I'm really happy for you you thank you, you. deserve all the happiness in the world <laughs> all right joy your turn oh I mean <laughs> listen I was just going to say that I was really stoked that the tension rod and like mesh curtain situation, I finagled from my front door at my apartment to make a a super low budget screen <laughs> to keep the bugs out. That's something to be grateful for. And because I'm a craft hoarder, I have like magnets that are sticky, so I like stuck them to one side, and then the door jam is magnetic. So I was like, I have a little makeshift screen door, and the landlord can't yell at me. You are so smart. Thrifty. Mm. Mm. Yeah, frugal. Yeah. Love it. That's what I'm grateful for today. <laughs> well, kittens, people listening yeah. at home. Do you have a story? Have you been in a haunted church trying to make music and then film a horror movie only to find that you are not the only ones there? And there is a basement that goes on forever. Have you encountered weird smells? Had someone standing in your kitchen window when there was no one actually in the home? You know, that kind of shit. Uh, please send us your stories to theresidualspodcast at gmail.com. That is theresidualspodcast at gmail.com. Check us out on our Instagram at the underscore residuals underscore podcast fuck yeah i remembered it didn't have to write it down and read it it's been a year emily i whatever man baby steps um <laughs> thank you so much to chris for coming on thank you guys you guys have been thank awesome you. i appreciate it and all right i uh, yeah 
Don't be thank afraid. You. Thank you. Wait. Don't, don't be thank af- you. Don't be afraid thank, of the. Oh, you, you go. I, what? Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> Sorry. Thank you, purple-planet.com for our music, because we feel like we didn't shout them out recently. So, thanks. Okay, what were you saying? And say, don't be afraid of the dog. But I will. He's such a pussy. I love you. I am. I am. I'm leaving this big light on all night. Bye. I love you guys. Bye. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye, sweetheart. (laughs) Thank you. Bye. Did you like pee on my coffee table or something? And I was like, no. I was like, what are you talking about?